Hey everybody, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Joined today with Nick Jankoskis again. Uh, it, 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 moving on from our deloading, uh, detraining, sorry, detraining podcast the other week, we want to talk about overtraining today, which is obviously the opposite of detraining. Um, I'll throw it straight to you, Nick. Just give us a quick overview of what overtraining is. Yeah, so overtraining or burnout or a number of different terms for it is essentially the process of just like it says, overdoing. You've done too, whether it's too much volume, you can overdo it with high intensity, but over a prolonged period of time, you've accumulated too much training load to the point where your body just goes, I've had enough, and essentially wants to go into a bit of shutdown repair mode, and you start to see performance significantly decline. So um, it's one of the type, type of things, though, that we quite often can't see over training as it's happening. It's more an after the fact you see, all right, where did I go wrong in the program to cause this? And once you once you're in a state of being overtrained or burnt out, um, it, it's kind of it, it, you just have to ride the wave out and, and get yourself back out the other side. It's hard to predict when you're going to become overtrained sometimes, but it, it's definitely that state. And it happens a lot with athletes, and probably now is a good time to, to talk about it. Where when we talked about the detraining side of things, some athletes might be taking a bit of time off training or or not doing as much because if you're in a lockdown suburb and things like that, you can't get out and do as much. Some athletes who are able to do it, like we think about the athletes who might be up in the country in Victoria at the moment who don't have as many restrictions as down here in Melbourne, they might be going and doing more training than normal. So that could put them at a higher risk of becoming overtrained now rather than losing the adaptation. So they're pushing it, I guess, too far the other end of the spectrum. Or simply just being stood down from work or whatever it is and having more time more available time. on your hands. Yep. Take advantage. And a lot Absolutely. of people are doing that. Like, let's take advantage yep. and, and use the time and get fit. And, and that's, that's all good and well. And it's just all, all about that progressive overload. So, so basically, I've just got the definition on my screen here. Overtraining is an, is an inability to adapt to cumulative fatigue due to inadequate recovery time. So it's doing too much too soon and not recovering enough in between. Yep. So we always talk about so load being... Uh, time, intensity, and frequency. So, how long are you training for? Multiply that by a, some sort of indicator of intensity, whether that's percentage of max heart rate, rating fatigue exertion. Percentage of threshold is usually one threshold. Like XAC, uh, yep. How much time? Whatever it is, and then times that by frequency, and that's going to be your weekly training load. So, we look at that two to ten percent. Ten percent is very aggressive. Two to ten percent um, change in load per week, generally speaking. Right? And you yep. might do two, two or three weeks up, one week down to recover. Um, so what's going to happen is, if, 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 let's say, really simply, you're doing three times a week, you're going out for a 30-minute job. Okay, so if you if you then go, all right, I'm in lockdown, I'm going to go do more training. Let's just let's just do three times a week, but let's jump at 60, 60 minutes. All right. Now, might not, for a lot of people at home, they're like three times 60. That's easy. I can do that. Yeah. But you got to understand what is your base load at, and, and and if you're just starting a new training program or whatever it is, and you're not used to that load, that's an aggressive overload. And you might get away with it week one, week two, week ten even. But if you're going to continually go from all right, 30 minutes one week, and then do 60 the next, then do 90, then 120, that cumulative fatigue is bit by bit going to cause that overtraining. And, and some, of the, um, some of the symptoms of, of overtraining is persistent fatigue, performance decrement. I'm going to go into the stats about that in a sec. Mood disturbance is a really big one. If yeah. you're really irritable, um, you're not in a good mood Can't at all. things like that. Yeah. Hormonal alterations, illness susceptibility. That's a massive one for me. I'm, I always get the same illness. It's always upper respiratory tract infection. Starts with a sore throat into um, into a runny nose, into like a chest infection. It's always the same thing. And I know that's whether that's due to overload too much or whether it's inadequate recovery time due to sleep and all that sort of stuff. But for me, that that's my biggest sign. And you can catch some of those things while looking at resting heart rate and things like that in yep. a sec. Um, just on that performance decrement, because I've got the stats here, Nick, so I want to go through that quickly. Uh, let me quickly have a look. So performance decrement for overtraining, um, we are looking at 
I'll find it in a sec. Can you go through the difference between overtraining and overreaching, and then I'll come back? To yeah, that, that yeah. Effect. I was, was going to say that there's an important, important distinction we need to make between over overreaching and overtraining, or what we call functional overreaching and overtraining. So, as we've already mentioned, the overtraining side of things is is that build up of, of load too quickly, too aggressively, in a, inadequate recovery. Sometimes that can be okay, and this is quite often the case when athletes go into things like a training camp. Um, that, that's the purpose of that is to do what we call functional overreaching or, or a, a strategic overreaching where we're deliberately providing more stimulus than we actually probably need or, or blocking out. You might go on a training camp for a week and doing way more training than you normally would because that's all, you, all you're there for. But then it's followed up with an equal recovery period to sort of match that. So you kind of just banked, you can always think about it, if you've got one week training training camp, you've almost banked two weeks worth of training into the one and then you have a pretty pretty low deload week uh, following to sort of bounce back out of it. And that's a way of, of, I guess, pushing the stimulus a little bit more. And that's why training camps can be quite effective when done well, is you, you really aggressively push uh, push the limits of what your body's capable of doing, depending on how you do it. But then we have a really big recovery to compensate and bounce us back out. Yeah. Whereas the, the difference being... It, it's overtraining is that I guess more chronic accumulation exactly. of if you were to go into a training one training camp, say like say you're a triathlete, you did a swimming training camp uh, week one, and then week two you went into a bike training camp, week three you had a, a run training camp. And you just got big load again and again and again. You're doing multiple sessions a day every day for the period of three weeks. Well, then you're going to be burnt out and overtrained. So yeah. if you had adequate recoveries in between, you do training camp three or so weeks of sort of normal big recovery afterwards, normal go and do your next training camp, that's probably a better way to do it. Yep. But most will have that big training camp. Or even where we see it a lot happen is they'll go to a training camp and then not change anything the following week. They'll come back and just continue mm. as normal in their training and, and keep trying to build. And that's where it can go quite wrong. Because again, it's that big accumulation of load well above what you're normally used to in the training camp scenario. Then we haven't really dropped it to compensate. We've just, in, again, inadequate recovery afterwards causes that overtraining effect. Yeah, so overreaching, as you said, there's a good summary, is, is acute. It lasts for a couple of days to maybe a week where you increase that training load due to a camp, but then it's complemented with, with adequate recovery yep. time for your body to adapt and recover from that training stimulus, whereas overtraining is a chronic condition. It, yep. It's basically overreaching, but then constantly doing that without yep. a break. It's the overreaching without the recovery, exactly. essentially. Um, so overreaching is good. Your body needs to overreach to adapt. Yep. You do the same thing, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, you're just going to plateau at yep. that fitness level. So you mm -hmm. need to functionally overreach. You need to push yourself up a little bit um, to, to adapt, but you don't want to do that chronically. You need yep. to have the up weeks and the down weeks and, and the recovery time in between that. Um, signs and symptoms of performance. So, so this is overtraining. Um, time for trial performance down, 2 to 10%. That's huge. Time to fatigue tests, such as maybe a VO2 max test or something like that. Um, anywhere from sort of 20 to 30%, huge. Repeat maximal efforts are down. VO2 max can go down 5 to 8%. Lots of, lots of signs and symptoms that, that often get um, misconstrued as fitness decrements. Yep. Say, I'm, I'm not lasting as long on my time trial. I'm not getting as far in a VO2 max or whatever it is. People, it's a vicious cycle because what happens is you go out, you're doing your training, you're improving, you're improving, you're improving. train more then because yeah. you're getting worse, yeah. Exactly right. Then you, you hit this plateau where I can't get through it, so oh, I need to do more training, more training, less recovery, more training. Now my performance is getting worse. Oh, I must have to do more training, more training, yeah. more training. And then overload it more to get better, and it's just and then it just cycles because then it's like you've now had more fatigue, more fatigue, more fatigue, Correct. less recovery, and you go again, you just repeat the cycle. So you've got to be really careful when you are mm -hmm. seeing a performance decrement that doesn't match up with the training load you're doing. Have a good hard look at yourself and say, look, let's have a look. Have a look at your training peaks again. Have a look at the past... Yep. couple of months training and, and are you overloading it too much um so if, if it if you should be improving but you're going backwards it's very likely you're doing some overtraining um and it's something to look at and the other thing to look at is is uh more detailed signs and symptoms 
and I've got it here. Da, 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 da. I'm going to miss it again. <laughs> we'll link this video. I think we linked it in the last podcast. We did. It's a good well. video. We'll link this video. It's at the start of that. Um, I think we call it off-season recovery. It's the beginning of that, talking about this. So we'll link it just to go have another look at. It was, um, talking, about psycho- it was talking about the psychological thing. Like, all the silent symptoms. Yeah. It's not just mood disturbances. It's not just um, hormonal changes. It's not just fatigue. It's a lot of psychological burnout. It's burnout. Same thing. Psychological yeah. fatigue. So like, can't be bothered to train, can't get up, just feel really tired, down, concentration yeah. goes down. Um, if you turn into a horrible person, <laughs> yeah. you're overtrained. Yeah. If, 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 no, that's, that's, that's obviously exactly if If your personality almost does temporarily alter in certain situations, yeah. you're more irritable, you're not feeling yourself, you're not psychologically pumped up for training, it's a good sign. In conjunction with a decrease in performance, yeah. it's a pretty good sign that you're, that you're overtrained. Yeah. Um, anyway. I don't think so. I think I think that's the, the the main part is keep an eye on it, not not going past that over overreaching. Because again, overreaching okay, but you you got to be strategic about it. Um, but it, particularly now, and I think that's the the critical part right at the moment with a lot of athletes who potentially have more time in their hands. Or in your example before of like alternate example of if you're going out doing three 30 minute runs, if you go the next week and decide to do four runs, well you've just added at the same amount of time, you've just added 25% load into the week or upped it by a quarter. So you, you, you've got to be careful about, yes, we have more time and you might then perceive that as, well, I'm not going to work and doing the other things, so I've got more recovery time. Well, yes, but not really, because if you're still working from home, you've still got other things to do, it's, it potentially isn't going to work that way. You can't just go out and do more training because you, you, you can, essentially, because there's more time. You've got to be careful about the loading behind it. Um, increased risk of injury when you're tired as well, and fatigue, you're not going to get the most out of the session. So just end up like we said just spiraling in this downward spiral of or it's in this cycle of it nothing's really happening and you just get more and more frustrated with it to the point where your body eventually in extreme cases will probably just mm. go no nah, i can't do anymore I'm not going to train well, i think that's a good a good point to make is that you know all training is a stress or a stressor yeah. as we call it and there's other things that are stressors life stressors right so yeah you know, a lot of people would have, would have different working arrangements and you might be you might just be worried or anxious about job security and, and that is going yep. to have a load on your body. Yep. Um, you might be watching a lot of the news and it's all bloody doom and gloom at the moment. So that is going to have a, a, a stressor on your body. So although the, the, the general rule is that 2 to 10% of training load per week yep. uh, increase, that 10% being quite aggressive, 2%, 2 to 5% is sort of mm. what we try to go you've for. You've got to consider those be, other factors. You've got to consider the other factors and, and, and also understand that this is just a... Um, this is just a general rule. Some people won't be able to put up with two to ten. They might have to do one percent, and others might be able to do fifteen percent because maybe you are getting more sleep and you actually you're actually less stressed about work and all that. You, sort of, have, to, you have to commute and things like that. I know a lot of athletes who are using their their normal commuting time where they would do sixty minutes in the car, hour and a half of the car to get to work in the city or whatever. They're now using that to go out for their run in the morning before they start the day, and it might be more beneficial to you during the day to do it that way, a bit more relaxed. It can work in your favour, but yeah, you I've got to play it play it well I think at the end of the day the key is just to be able to recognise the signs and symptoms mm-hmm. whether you're doing 2% or 15% overload your body is individually going to be able to put up with, with a you know whatever you can put up with whether that's yep. 2 or 15% or, or even more but you've got to look out for the things like increased resting heart rate in the morning your mood disturbances um, sleep disturbances uh, poor psychological state you know you're not yep. motivated um, you, you, you know you you get the signs. Uh, your, your performance is decreasing, even though your training load is increasing. These signs and symptoms are, are, are a really good way to say, look, you know, maybe we need to do a, a deload week or even two deload weeks. Cut the cut the volume in half, or even yeah. sometimes even more. Keep a little bit of intensity in there. And just see how you go. We've done a, a week or two mm-hmm. easy. 
or, or less load, sorry, and then see how you feel two or three weeks after that, and you'll probably find, oh, I feel for a million bucks. So um, whatever strategy you go by, try not to just double your training load, find what works for you, two to 10% is that general rule. Yep. Take a look at those signs and symptoms if you wanna find them again. Um, it's the same video as we linked last week, we we'll do it again, again yep. just cause. Um, pretty good video, if I do say so myself. Not bad for <laughs> April 2017. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Anything else to add? I don't think so. I think probably, like, like we said at the start, that like some of those signs and symptoms are, are you're already overtrained when you start to see those signs and symptoms. Mm. So that, that's probably the key message of all this is like, if you start feeling any of those, those coming on, you're probably already overtrained. It's not a sign of overtraining is about to hit. You already are overtrained. So it's the type of thing you act on it earlier. It's a little bit easier to get out of rather than if you just let it roll and go, oh, I'll just push through it, it's gonna be okay. Like like with an injury, you have a knee niggle or an Achilles problem, you try to push through and train through it, probably gonna end up with something a little bit worse. Similar thing with overtraining. Awesome, that'll do for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll speak to you on the next episode.